Welcome today to Outpouring from the Throne Room of God with Ty and Betsy Tice. Today's podcast is God's Band-Aid for your boo-boos. If you're wondering why this title, this was brought about by my honey, who said, you know, we need to do a special episode on how God takes care of our boo-boos. So, for your pleasure, here we start. Perfectionism can paralyze. The, and we want to refer to the parable of the talents. And the parable of the talents is given in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Uh, this is from the New King James Version. Uh, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also said to him who had received two talents, after he said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord then said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look! There you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has... More will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here we see our goal is to fulfill all of God's will for our lives. Like Jesus fulfilled the will of the Father, and David, after God's own heart, 
fulfilled the will that God required of him and to have our paths be directed by him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. James 1, 5 and 6 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he that doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. James 1, 21 through 27 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In Romans 8, one, one of our favorite verses, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Although it is possible to be perfect in wisdom and purity, we often fall short of it, even after we, we are saved. We are not to despair. God has a remedy for both situations. Sometimes he redirects us and prevents us from making a mistake. The case of our current house is a perfect example. We had put a deposit on a home in another community in this uh, town, and the Lord did not let it go through. He <laughs> would not let it go through. And finally, we gave up and uh, told our realtor, this is not happening, and he agreed with us. So then we ended up in the current community where we are. Now what is remarkable is that I will never forget standing in our garage in Texarkana and the Lord's saying through uh, Pastor Ty, you know, if the house that's picked is in a certain community, don't be afraid. 
I'll handle it. Because that community, the one in which we live, had uh, some negative reports even to the fact that I knew in Texarkana that they had negative reports. I want to jump in here and I want to share something with you. When our realtor, who has gone on to be with the Lord now, Sylvester, he brought us into this community and showed us this house. And you know how you get that unction from the Lord and it's like, this is it. And we walked through it. And I asked Sylvester, I said, hey, I used to be in real estate. Why is it you show us the best one first? And he looked at me real odd. And so he showed us, I think it was three or four more houses in the same community. And then none of them met it. I said, I want to go back to the first one. That's the one. And so we came back. And as amazing as God is, when we made the offer on the place, the man that was living here was 92 years old. And his daughter wanted him to come up to Atlanta and live with her. So it was a perfect situation. We moved here with no furniture. The house was fully furnished. God provides in such unusual ways if you are directed by him and you're walking in his path. So it was a blessing that we couldn't get the first house and every time we go through a hurricane, we're <laughs> like the little pig that bought uh, the brick house because we live in a block and stucco house. And I would be terrified if I lived in one of the frame houses in the community that God prevented us from buying in. You and me both, the last storm that came through, uh, I can't even pronounce the name of it, honey. Uh, Edalia. Yeah, Edalia. It came through as a cat three. And I had all the windows boarded up. We were ready to go. And you could still hear that wind howling away like nobody's business. And is it scary? Sure. But is God in charge? Sure he is. To the point, and this is another example of how God redirects. We were in, after coming through the hurricane, I took down all the shutters, put them away, went to close the garage door, and the stupid door wouldn't close. I kept trying and trying and trying. And after about eight or nine times, it finally closed. So I called the people that had worked on the garage door before and asked them if they would come out and check this out for me. And, well, because of the hurricane, we're backed up. It'll be six days before we can get to you. And I'm going, I don't want to wait six days. And Betsy reminded me of a place that neighborhood had been bragging about called Economy Garage Doors. And so I went ahead, I gave them a call, and in four hours, their man was out. Their man was so honest, he went through. He says, you know, it must have been a cobweb. 
because there's nothing wrong with your door. And it opened and closed perfectly. And so I said, well, since you're here, you might as well do a maintenance on it. It hasn't had one in years. And so he did a maintenance on it. And that in itself was very inexpensive. But this is God looking out for his children. Remember your blessings. Don't forget them. It's so easy to go, oh, that went right, you know, and not to give him the credit. Always give him the credit for his blessings on you. The very fact that we live in Ocala was a direction from the Lord. And the Cat 3 hurricane, by the time it came to us, was a 2 or a 1, uh, which that's what normally happens in Ocala. So the fact that we've been directed even to this city was a blessing. Now sometimes he lessens the consequences of our errors. I have a funny thing came to me while we were uh, doing this podcast, and it was, I remember the phrase that they always say when something happens in the supermarket and somebody spills something, and they'll say, clean up on aisle four. Well, sometimes the Lord has to do a clean up on aisle four. And uh, so he helps us with the errors of our way. Now, Ty's journey uh, is a perfect example of uh, times when he has fixed our boo-boos. I'll go ahead and share that with you now. In my first church, God had to correct arrogance. Who's mine? You know, when you're new, you're young, you're in your 20s, sadly, you think you know everything. Sadly, you don't. In my second church, God had to rebuild and redirect the man of God who lost his way. After leaving my first church, I was so discouraged, I didn't even want to stay in the ministry anymore. I just wanted to walk away. But God said, I didn't call you to walk away. I called you to go forward. The third church, God opened my heart for compassion for those that society really didn't want anything to do with. And I mean the ones that, you know, think that they're better than everybody else. I love them and their children with the Father's love. Yes, some of them had addiction problems. During Pastor's Appreciation Day, they gave me a poem, and it said, our pastor goes to court with us. Now, that's not something you really want to have as an accolade, but to them, it was so special because I cared for them. It didn't matter that they had drug problems. It didn't matter that they had problems with the law. What mattered is that God wanted them in a very special way. And their children grew up to be absolutely fabulous. We were just so happy to be a part of their lives. In fact, many of them we are still friends with on Facebook. And I kind of like to think that we were their spiritual parents, even though they had biological parents, which were wonderful to them. But I like to play a part in it, knowing that 
God used us in spiritually in, of their journey. My third church, as I said, opened up my heart. But during that period of time, I had a heart attack. And now, even to this day, I'm in constant AFib. My heart just doesn't go in. So my third and fourth assignments from the Lord was assisting other pastors while God taught me about his humble spirit. You know, when you've been on top of the heat, to be second man is not always so rewarding, especially when the lead guy is getting all the credit. But the truth is, when you're in the ministry, the lead guy is Jesus Christ, and he better be getting all the credit or you're in a pot full of trouble. Only now was he able to place his servant in true leadership position of lifting up ministers and pastors, calling for those callings that the mainline denominations would probably hinder. These pastors are dynamic. The ministers absolutely evangelistic in their calling, but they couldn't be hindered by restraints. And so God allowed us to raise up an organization along with it, a Bible college. And I was the overseer over all of it. In 2015, I turned the leadership of the organization and the Bible college to another. Betsy and I retired to Florida. Betsy continued to do her music, and I did scroll saw art out in the garage. Yet God said, break time is over. There is work to be done for my glory. So today, here we are on the internet declaring his good news and telling you your boo-boos aren't big enough that God can't put a Band-Aid on it for his glory. And with confession and repentance, even our sins. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Proverbs, we find a verse that says, He who covers his sin shall not prosper. David's sin with Bathsheba resulted in the death of his first son with her. Nevertheless, Solomon, another son of that union, became the next king and heir to the throne. Wow, what a merciful God we serve. Yes. Let Let's, us strive to walk in the light more and more each day and run to the mercy seat quickly should we fall short. Hebrews says, make straight paths for your feet lest that that is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. God is always in the business of healing if we allow him to. 
Let us not be like the man who had an improper view of God and buried his talent, but let us enter in at the straight gate, dwell in his presence, seek to fulfill all his will for our lives, and be quick to avail ourselves of his mercy should we fall short of the perfection that he offers. As an old hymn says, Here bring your wounded hearts, here tell your anguish, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. My friend, do you have something today that you think heaven can't heal? Maybe you've walked on some wrong paths. God can literally transfigure you from one place to his path. You don't even have to try to walk back. All you have to do is put your eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, I'm going the wrong way. I'm on the wrong path. And as you said, he will instantly lift you up and place you upon his path for his righteousness and for his glory. Oh, you think you've done so many wrong things that he can't use you, loved ones? He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. People ask me, what are my credentials to be a minister and a pastor? And I always refer that to that First Corinthians scripture. I'm a fool for Jesus, and I need no other credential. I will walk in his glory and in his way till he comes again to receive his own unto himself, that where he is, there we can be also. This is your day for change. This is your day to come forth and say, Here am I, Lord. Do it. Do it. Do it. God's calling you. This is not for somebody else. This is for you. You directly. I don't care what you've done. I don't care if you're still doing it. All I care about is that you put your eyes on Jesus. And when your eyes are on Jesus, all the other falls away. God bless you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and Pathway steep.
Savior.